What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, happy Sunday to everybody. Today I'd like to do a video in relation to why the narcissist does a second love bombing of us towards the end of the relationship. I suppose this is most pertinent for short to medium term relationships but it can also affect the real long, long term as you guys out there who've done the long term internment with our narcissistic friends, stroke enemies. So I don't know if any of you have experienced and please leave down in the comments that just before the relationship broke up, that you kind of went into a second love phase with the narcissist, for want of a better word, that they were, you know, kind of showing you a bit of what they'd been like in the very beginning of the relationship. And it was maybe after a period of extreme devaluation where they'd had a good few pops at you about how terrible you are. Now, you know, you know, you do understand how terrible you are when they had had a good go at putting you down and where they were actually coming out and saying, you know, things to you that made you question who they were. Now, if they, they, this may have been subtle, but it will have been sure. They will have made you feel and put you down to the extent that you would be feeling less than. So you would be feeling, you know, anxiety and you would have questions in your mind. You would have been feeling confused. You would have, you would have been questioning, was there somebody else there in the background? You would have been feeling, feeling uneasy. Your gut would have been trying to kind of talk to you and forewarn you that all was not as it seemed. So the narcissist will also sense this change in you, you know, this kind of questioning, you're, you're more questioning, you're not as kind of adoring and in that love phase that you would have been initially. And after the first love bomb phase, when they do kind of turn it down a bit, you do even try harder. That's it's just part of their manipulation technique. Uh, they're not kind of aware that they're 
doing this kind of stuff. They're not kind of saying, well, now I'm going to devalue Paula or John or or whoever you are. They're going to they just kind of it comes naturally to them because instinctively they're fed up love bombing you and they're kind of looking looking down on you a bit more as not being better than them. They're going to step up further. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is that after they have done that devaluation at the start, you will have even tried harder, you know, to get the love bomb stage back, to get the person you fell in love with back, Maria. And you will have been pumping out the, the oxygen, the fuel, their lifeblood, the reflection of the fact that they have an existence of who they are, your actions telling them that they're important, that they exist. So, you know, your fuel, you know, output is fantastic in the love bomb stage, fantastic in the initial devaluation stage where you're trying to prove to them that the relationship can work and you're trying to get them back again and get it all good again. But then, you know, you become exhausted and you get to the stage where your eyes are opening a bit. Maybe you have someone, a confidant who you're confiding in, who is actually giving you valid advice and is not telling you, oh, well, relationships go through these phases. You've got to try harder. You've got to do this. You know, look at it from his point of view, from her point of view. You've actually got someone who's an idea of who this person is that you're dealing with. And you're you're not getting anything back. You're getting zilch back from this person. And you're not only standing on your head doing cartwheels for them. You're kind of prostra prostrating yourself. Is that the right word? You're, you know, you're lying on the ground saying, what else can I do for you, you know, to make this work? And you're lying there and suddenly you get a light bulb moment and you're kind of going, this person is doing nothing for me. In fact, they're conning me. They're taking loads of stuff from me. They're taking my energy. They're taking everything I have to offer. And I suspect there's something going on in the background and they're not contributing in any way emotionally, financially or being supportive in any way. When I look for support, it's just not there. I get a criticism instead of support. That, well, if you did better, you wouldn't have that problem. And you kind of, you know, your ducks begin to line up and you begin to wonder and question. And this is the healthy part of you trying to save you or for those of us who believe that there is a higher being up there. It's God trying to take you out of this situation, trying to open your eyes up. So getting back to the question of the video, you're at this stage where you're questioning and the narcissist is very honed to the third stage of a relationship. When your output is diminishing, you're questioning, you're not being as easy to control and they do have somebody else in the background that's looking rather juicy at the moment and they really need to assess their needs because remember that's the only thing that matters the narcissist's needs you are a functioning thing for them and the other person waiting in the wings is a functioning thing for them and the person who was there before you is a functioning thing for them. So it's like changing up cars. 
If your car is starting to give you trouble, maybe worth investing in a newer model that you'd have less expense with because older car models need more attention, need more fixing, and they don't run as well. But the narcissist is looking at you and thinking, well, you know, do you have vintage potential? Should I hang on to you? Have I gotten my value out of you yet? And this is interesting, guys, because narcissists pick you for a variety of different reasons. The main one being that you're empathic and you can come back with the emotional reaction that the narcissist needs to regulate their emotions. But there's often another reason that the narcissist will get with you. And there's a the variety of reasons, so they won't all be applicable to each individual, each of us that were that I'm actually each person that is actually listening to this at the moment will probably have a main reason that the narcissist picked them besides their emotional output. So you'll know, actually, you'll probably instinctively know why the narcissist chose you besides what you can give them emotionally. It could be that you are very good looking so that you will enhance the narcissist's standing in the community or amongst the friends. It depends. They age-wise as well can depend. It could be that you have a lot to offer financially and that they're on the down, the downer, the down and out, and that you would be a leg up there. Again, it could be status. To be with you could improve their status and their how they're viewed by others, could improve their job prospects. You could be there to look after their kids. You, you could be a combination of all these things. You could have character traits that they would like to be associated with. You might have prestige. You might have talents. Whatever they have come to you for, you may, you may be offering a package deal to the narcissist. We do offer package deals and they do like a package deal. If you can offer quite a few of the things they're looking for in one package, that can sell them on you. That can sure sell them on you. They'll line up like that. They'll line up early morning to get you in a kind of a, a New Year's Eve sale. They'll be there ready to pounce on you to get the bargain. So anyway, I digress. So at the end, you know, in the third phase of the relationship, if they feel you're waning or they feel you need to be brought back under control, slapped down for questioning them, how dare you, how very dare you question them, um, they will then initiate what I call the fin finale or for now finale love bomb phase. So they'll bring that what they started off the relationship with back in They'll bring that person back into existence. And if they still haven't extracted what they wanted out of you, if they still decide there's value to be had in you, maybe they were there after your money and they haven't got that. Maybe they wanted to have a child with you. They haven't got that. Maybe, maybe whatever they wanted, they haven't got. You may know you you're the best one to identify that what they didn't get before they left you. So they'll do a last ditch attempt at romancing you 
with songs and making it all great again, going on trips, doing whatever they have to do, or repopping the question again and saying, listen, let's hurry this wedding up. Let's have this baby we were going to have. They'll bring the future faking into play, but they may want to seal the deal with some life commitment like that, like getting into business, buying a house together in joint names, having a child, getting married, all these things. And again, I get so many questions, guys. I'm I'm lucky enough to get questions from you guys that have an interest in my what what happened to me. So I'll just give you another snippet of information in relation to my lovely narcissist before he left. Three weeks before he left, um, said let's hurry, let's hurry up and get married. And I said I didn't want to do that. I wanted a little bit more time. I didn't say no. I said I'd like a little bit more time to think about it, you know, just to take our time with it. And three weeks later, out the door. So that's the type of thing narcissists do. Now, people that love you do not do that. They work at things. They ask you what what you feel comfortable with, you know, give you space, give you time to work those kind of things out. They genuinely love you and they, they're they not, they don't switch, switch on a dime, switch love on, switch love off. They're not capable of doing that. Narcissists are capable of doing that because they have no empathy or low empathy if they have narcissistic traits. But we're dealing here with narcissistic personality disorder and these people have no empathy. They may even be psychopathic. So if they have gone, if they are further down the scale, they can be very cruel as well as not extending any empathy empathy to you. Cold, hard and very calculated. So you may get a smattering of a real big kind of um, a reinitiation of the love bomb stage towards the end. And this serves a few purposes. Um, it can get you to rethink your questioning and kind of go into another phase of service for the narcissist. You can do something life committing, like open the business, marry them, you know, house and joint names so they can get what they came to you for. They can walk off into their non sunset, into their hell set with whatever they came to you for. So it can be you had a child, you got married, they benefited financially, whatever it is they're after. If you don't give them that, the the love bomb at the end, and you see, they always try and if they've any hint, they're very hypersensitive, even though they'll say to you, you're sensitive. So they're very hypersensitive to any change in you. So if they feel you're going to ditch them or there's even any question that you're going to ditch them, even if you have no intention of doing that, they're hyper vigilant and hypersensitive. They need to get in first. They need to ditch you first. So they're in control of the situation. So they can feel all this coming around. They can feel the deterioration of a situation, the questioning in you, and they can get very, very angst, angsty, very kind of shaky, and they will jump into doing something, making a very bad decision, jump into leaving you, and they have to be in control of the end of the relationship so that they 
they feel that they still have that control over you and they're the one they can be the one to say I left her or him because they were to blame for everything. They were to blame for overpopulation. They were to blame for climate change. You will be to blame for everything. So let's just get that out there because it's a load of codswobble. As you know now, I hope at this stage, this is rubbish, real rubbish. Do not attach yourself to the narcissists blaming of you or leaving you or trying to race you to the end so they can be the one to leave. They're like young teenagers in, in relationships. They have no emotional maturity whatsoever. But it takes us quite a while afterwards when we're recovering to really, really believe the person that they were because they do put on a good show of being mature adults who know where they're going, what they're talking about, and what they're doing. So the love bomb at the end serves, it can serve the purpose that it re-engages you for a further term of service with the narcissist. It can serve the purpose that they will then be able to benefit from whatever they came to you for. It can also serve to keep you hanging on, to leave you very disorientated when they do do their and they're gone because you're left in a state of shock and everything was fine before they left. And sure, they were offering you, you know, diamond encrusted shoes for you to walk in. They were telling you that they loved you and that, you know, they left you in this state and off they walked because they want you still to be there for them. They're kind of, they're kind of locking you up for the winter with their words and their love bomb to kind of, get you to hibernate for them until such time as they may need you again and they come back to you. So they want to leave you in a total state of confusion and shock, which will extend the period it'll take for you to heal from them. And I mean, they've no idea that you're going to learn about NPD and narcissistic personality disorder and the fact that they're a narcissist. So with a lot of people, this works this manipulation, this emotional manipulation works very well. People can be left for years waiting for the narcissist to come back, not understanding what happened and blaming themselves. And even when we get the knowledge of what happened, we can be left in this fog, cognitive dissonance, and it takes us a long time to disentangle from the narcissist's wrapping up of us in the final love bomb stage towards what I call the third phase of the relationship, even though there's lots of phases in the middle where you go in a lot of different mini cycles of these three major, major phases, the love bomb, the devaluation, and what I call the love bomb again before the discard, because so many narcissists do this. If you've had this experience, guys, please share it. it may help others who are in that, this kind of confusion, thinking, did this only happen to them? That, that this person kind of gave them a, a great time before they left. It's to keep you, keep the narcissist rather, very fresh and alive and in good standing in your mind. So you tend to forget the devaluation and what they did on you and even the cheating because they will again have made it your fault and they will have been presented as this maybe quite good person that that was of value and that could have 
being of value to you in a relationship going forward. And the value they had was absolute thrash. It was not a value, but it's another manipulation. The last love bomb, as I call it, the finale love bomb to keep them in your mind, in good standing and to confuse the hell out of you. And it does work. God help those people that don't know about narcissists and NPD. So guys, if it is appropriate, can you consider sharing a video that might explain to someone who's going through this kind of devastation uh, that might explain about narcissism? If it's appropriate for you to share it, please do. That's the end of the sarcasm. <laughs> I really don't like narcissists. I think you can you can tell that. And I love you, all of you, because I know what you've been through, because I've been through it myself. So take great care of yourselves, guys, until the next time we meet again. Enjoy your day. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.